I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. I program here called the Mariner's Call. This old mariner, by the grace of God, many, many years ago, the Lord took me off of a boat and placed me in a book and have the opportunity to be with you all today, this evening, this morning, whenever you listen to our program from. God bless you just for being there. Uh, the thought at this particular time is going to come from the book of John, John chapter 3. We're going to see. I guess a, a truth that's that's very, very important. Never can it be overemphasized or preached upon too often. What is it, Brother Mon? John chapter 3, we'll be talking about Jesus as he talks to this man by the name of Nicodemus. If ever you'd like to correspond with us, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, we're as close as that keyboard. It's just, just that F-O-M-M, part of that W-W-W. All right. It's just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G that'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, a website that's always being upgraded and updated. So just sort of sift through and look at some things. Leave us a message, if you will. Let us know how to contact you. The book of John, John chapter 3, verse 1, Jesus is talking to a man by the name of Nicodemus. What does he tell this man? Verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 7, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. All right, now if you notice in the reading, especially the text in verse 7, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ comes in what's called the imperative mood, the mood of a verb that expresses a command and an order. See, Jesus didn't say to this man, all right, what's his name? Nicodemus. He said, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. He didn't say you may, or you should, or you ought, or be profitable, or to your advantage. He didn't tell Nicodemus, I recommend unto you this new birth experience. All right. No, he said, you must be born again. A truth so important, never to be overemphasized or preached too often, yet it's one of the most neglected of Bible subjects and pulpits today. A doctrine that most people in most churches are just all confused about. Now what Jesus is going to do in these texts here that we're going to read and get into, he's going to answer four questions for us upon this subject. Who must be born again? What is it to be born again? Why? What's the problem? Why must you be born again? And then what are the results of such? And I hope it'll help you. Now, the word born again has lost its, what do we say? Uh, It's degenerated. Uh, The word has no sort of, has no biblical meaning anymore. It's like the word hell, you know. You know, isn't it sad that hell has, we think about a horrible, the horrible place that Jesus described there and told the story about in Luke chapter 16, a place where people are tormented day and night forever and ever, you know. 
Uh, for most in the world, hell has lost its horror. Oh, but it's it has not. Uh, you said, what do you mean, Brother Mon? Uh, it's just a word that people use today just in the forms of cursing, you know. Uh, people use this word uh, to where it's, you know, uh, it's, it's not hot anymore, you know. The same thing is true of this word, born again, by a bookstore. It said a born again bookstore. All right. Uh, a born again, you know, this is a born again boat. I mean, a place that sold boats that had been transformed and refurbished. So this 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 new birth, uh, a, bit, a lot of confusion. So let's see if we can answer some questions about it. All right. Who is this new birth for? Disagreement among Christians because they sort of think that this new birth is a radical change. So it's for those who've fallen into the depths of sin. It's for those who are criminals, you know, those who are thieves and murderers and alcoholics and drug addicts and those who've morally corrupted themselves and for child molesters and atheists and agnostics, people whose lives and their morals are corrupt. That's who the new birth is for. Now, I'll be honest, I would say, yes, the new birth is for the down and out, so to speak. But that's not who Jesus is He's talking to. He's not talking to a man that's down or out. He's talking to a good man. This man's name is Nicodemus. This is a religious man. Verse 1, he's described as being a ruler of the Jews. He has a religious title. He's a member of the what we would call the Sanhedrin court, the highest Jewish assembly of government with those 70 members. Man, as far as this religious title is concerned, he's a ruler. He's not only that, verse 1, he's called a Pharisee. What is this man? All right. This man is very religious as far as his beliefs are concerned. Prays often, fasts twice a week, tithes of all he possessed. In other words, he's very orthodox as far as his religion is concerned the best you can get in verse 10 jesus said art thou a master of israel and you don't know these things now what is that master in israel that's his knowledge of religious practices his knowledge of the scripture oh he'd be in a class of the modern theologians today one of the highest of doctors phd the doctors of divinity and and uh, of of bible so jesus now is addressing this man this good man with this command you must be born again so the new birth uh, is not just for those who've fallen in sin those who've ruined themselves all right it is for, yes, the dishonest, but it also must be for the honest man. It's not only just for the ungodly, but it's for the religious man. Not just the immoral, but the moral man. So that means it must be for everyone. For you, for you, sir. For you, ma'am. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Who is it for? It's for all. What is it to be born again? Now, Nicodemus don't understand. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, No way. <laughs> no way that can happen. He said, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The answer there is no. See, Nicodemus is a scholar. 
All right. He gives it reason. He puts his head to work here. It doesn't make sense. So to enter the second time into your mother's womb and be born. No, Nicodemus, this is a spiritual birth. Jesus said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We think about a flesh birth, a spirit birth. This spirit birth comes from God. Yes, it's mysterious, but it's provided for us by Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ, oh, by the time you read a few verses, you get 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, 16, verse 15, Jesus said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, this new birth gives life, all right? We think about from the mother's womb, physically, the baby is born, and wow, that deep breath, you know, and then that uh, hopefully those lungs work, and there's a, there's a yell, there's a cry, you know. Uh, it's, it's life. Physical birth gives life. The same thing is true of the spiritual birth. This life comes from Christ. Once again, should not perish, but have everlasting life. This life comes through Christ, all right, once again, comes from God, provided for us by Jesus Christ, a heartfelt belief in his work on Calvary, all right? When I believe with all my heart, for with the heart man believeth, remember that in Romans chapter 10, for with the heart man believeth, oh, God hath raised him from the dead, Oh, this Jesus died for my sins, that is the gospel story. I say, I believe God puts me into his family. I'm given new life, new life in Christ. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. All right, you must be born again. All right, who? Everyone. What is it to be born again? All right, that's a spiritual birth. Why? What's wrong? What's the problem? Because this first birth, all right, we're born wrong. I don't mean to upset anybody, nor to make you mad, sir. But you're born. We think about born wrong the first time. Yes. What is it? The book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 51, about verse 4, verse 5. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. I was born a sinner. Oh, but we think about this man by the name of Nicodemus. He had the best birth of all. This man, the best birth as far as the best person. My friend, this, is, this man was a Jew. All right, the best place. This man was born. We think about Israel, the best position, person, place, position. This man by the name of Nicodemus, he had all, but his physical birth was wrong in the sense that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and it'll always be flesh. See, to be saved has nothing to do with dressing up the flesh, and that's what religion basically does today. You take most all the religions that has anything to do with Christianity, most of them, all right, what do they do? They try to rebuild and dress up the flesh. You can't do that because man has a fallen nature. This is a nature to sin. Ephesians chapter 2, and you, they, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. What I need, I need something on the inside. That which is born as the flesh is flesh. That's Wayne Mon. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. All from me many, many years ago. Christ came to live within me in the person of the Holy Spirit when I chose to give heartfelt belief in the work of Christ. All right. Now, what's the results of the new birth? 
Let's see if we can get that. The physical birth now gives you three things from your natural parents. It gives you a position and a name and a nature, a position. If you look at my birth certificate, it'll say it's Andrew Wayne Munn, son of Andrew and Margaret Munn, all right? I have a legal standing in this Munn family, all right? That's a position, and the name that identifies me with that family is that name, Munn, M-U-N-D. And I have the nature of that family, I have the nature somewhat of my mother, of my father. Now, the same thing is true spiritually. If you belong to Christ, I got, you have a legal standing in God's family. I like John chapter one and verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power. Now listen, listen, to become the sons of God. Oh, a son of God, part of God's family. And a name that identifies me with that family. My name is Andrew Wayne Munn. I am a Christian, all right? This name identifies me with that family, Christ in my name, all right? Is Christ in your name? Are you a Christian, sir? And then I have the nature of that family. Second Peter chapter one and verse four talks about having and being part of that divine nature. Oh, a new creature in Christ. I'm glad, I'm glad. As Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about this matter of you must be born again, he helped us to understand what it means by the time you get all the way down to verse 15 and 16. It talks about how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I chose to believe in the work of Christ, now part of God's family. Are you born again, sir, ma'am? Are you born again? Have you trusted? If you've never done that, bow your head and trust Christ to be your Savior this day so that you may experience this. And if this has something to do with thinking about your past, you have done that. Tell this story to someone else. Until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.